Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I am Mariah Muhammad, she, her pronouns with Becker's Healthcare, and I am absolutely thrilled to have with me today, Laura Nizoff, Director of the Enterprise Program Management Office at University Hospitals. Laura, so nice to talk with you today. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing really well. It's an honor to be here. Wonderful. Well, to begin, would you mind please introducing yourself and telling us a bit more about your background? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, my name is Laura Niazov. I am the director of our enterprise program management office at University Hospitals in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, I've been with University Hospitals for about eight years now. And prior to that, I managed a software development uh, team at a startup organization. Um, and then prior to that, I was actually at the clinic with their uh, medical operations process improvement background. So uh, a lot of my time has been spent with projects and various fields from technology, um, process improvement, venture capitalism, and large-scale implementations. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that background. And the first thing that I really wanted to ask you with all the experience you just named how are you thinking about growth and adding value to your organization this year or within the next coming years? Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, from a project management perspective, I think that there is a huge value that project management can bring to any sprawling hospital system. There are so many things that are happening in the environment right now um, that are impacting growth opportunities, risks with uh, revenue risks with our employees, and it's difficult to be laser focused on deliverables and things that move forward our strategic value. And that's what project management can help um, bring to the table uh, when working closely with the executive team to really prioritize and understand what are those key projects and deliverables that you can work on to move um, the goals of the organization. And I think that's where the biggest opportunities are, is to realize that potential, um, prioritize the work and organize around it, whether it's not just in IT, which is where I see a lot of my colleagues living, um, but outside of that, um, university hospitals have embraced project management in our most critical philanthropy project, in our joint ventures, in strategic planning, finances, uh, and clinical operations. And that's where I see the biggest growth right now for UH, as well as other organizations, is embracing that organizational structure that project management brings. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that insight. And also, what is one risk or investment you think is worth making this year? So I will, uh, with my work that I do, working closely with Robert Early, who's our chief information officer and other colleagues throughout the organization. The big buzzword of 2023 is AI, right? ChatGPT exploded. 
Um, everybody got really excited about the possibilities. I don't know if you had the chance to log on and, and talk to it yourself, but it is quite exciting, but at the same time, a little bit terrifying um, about the potential of what AI can bring. And I think up to this point, it's been a little bit theoretical. We've heard the words AI used in data analytics and and um, other areas, but it's never been so real as until this point when people really got into the possibilities of what AI can do for you um, when it feels like you're just chatting with another human. Um, but with that, with that excitement also comes a lot of uncertainty and, and quite frankly, a lot of scamming by organizations claiming that they're using AI technology when in reality, that's not really that. It's um, a, a lot of really interesting analytical work that's very creative, but it's not true AI. Um, and when I say AI, I really mean the definition of the software itself is continuously learning from its experiences and growing and expanding upon that. That is still um, quite a long ways away. And I guess the risk is a lot of hospital systems jumping on the bandwagon and starting to do these very heavy multi-million dollar investments in their AI strategy when the industry is so raw and unformed. And in reality, even the problems that they're trying to solve are not really quantifiably um, accurately assessed yet. And so they're thinking that these these vendors that come to them and tell them that this new AI tool is going to solve whatever length of stay problem that they're having at the moment or quality or sepsis um, most likely is not the reality that we're living in. Additionally, it will take quite some time to even grow the talent that's needed to understand the tools themselves and how to properly utilize them and implement them uh, and the change management uh, efforts that are needed around them. So that's that's, I guess, the biggest risk uh, that anybody can take away from this podcast would be is hold up, <laughs> don't buy anything yet, and, and wait it out for a little bit longer. All right. So the last question that I have for you is, where do you see the best opportunities for growth in the future? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked me that. And it took me a little bit of time to think through that because there's so many exciting things happening in healthcare right now. But when I look at the landscape and when I look at 15 years out to see where is healthcare going? Where is our um, federal spending going to be going and to support our hospital systems, our ambulatory environments? And most interestingly, how can we use technology to expand on that? The most exciting thing that comes to mind is the hospital at home systems. Um, I had the honor to work with Dr. Peter Pronovost in 2020 at the height of the COVID pandemic to implement the first ever in the United States hospital at home um, pulse ox monitoring system made by Mossimo. And um, we started using it on patients that really would have taken up an inpatient bed because their oxygen levels were so low. But with this pulse ox, we were able to discharge the patient to what we call the hospital at home program. And um, they were able to, to be at home and we were monitoring them completely remotely while they were in their home. Um, the story was even covered by CNN. And this is where I see the future really going to because our inpatient costs are not sustainable and the technology is advancing so quickly that we're able to discharge patients much quicker now 
after quite complex surgeries, like if you look at what we've done with hip replacements, my God, I mean, it's going to be an outpatient surgery, not this year, the next year. Um, and a lot of these surgeries are able to have much quicker recovery times, but yet we still want to be monitoring the patient. And so with advance in technology, we're able to do that so much more in the future now from the comfort of a patient's home. But the mindset and the shift and um, the great wave of change management that's required to enable these processes, create these organizational structures and infrastructure to support that is quite complex. Um, and as exciting as it is, uh, the unfortunate situation is that we're not really being reimbursed for these services either uh, because the federal budgets haven't caught up yet and because the technology is so new, back to our earlier conversations around AI. But when I look at the future, this is what I see, a much more advanced hospital at home care model being reimbursed at appropriate rates that would be so much cheaper than any inpatient hospital stay. It would um, declutter uh, and take away the burden from our very understaffed hospital systems because you have you don't need nurses to be taking care of patients that quite frankly don't need to be in that hospital bed. And it would solve a lot of issues that um, the hospital industry is faced with right now. So that's where I think is a good opportunity for hospitals to start taking a look at what would that look like? And yes, we're not being reimbursed right now, but how can we collectively come together and have the needed conversations with our government liaisons um, to start to, um, to speak to them in regards to that and, and quite frankly, lobby um, for better reimbursements of these, of this, of these tools. Wonderful. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, Laura. This has been an amazing discussion. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming on Beckham's Healthcare. We really do appreciate it. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Of course. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.